We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hour number two here of Cody and Gold, 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com. Cody Tap with you. Nick Schwartz on the other side of the glass. No Alex Gold. He's got the day off. We'll all be back tomorrow. We're expected any minute to be joined by Nate Taylor over at The Athletic. I had told you that um, we'd go out to hear from Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid later in the show today. That will not be occurring now. The Chiefs have canceled their media availability today. Quote, out of respect for DeMar Hamlin, his family, and the Buffalo Bills organization. Uh, Patrick Holmes and Andy Reid will instead talk tomorrow to the media, so we'll hear from them the first time then. So no no Andy and no Patrick today. They'll talk tomorrow. As I think everyone kind of, uh, with anticipation, um, waits for uh, what, you know, what news, if any, comes for DeMar Hamlin today. Because obviously we all are still talking today about the very scary circumstances that took place last night in the game between Cincinnati and Buffalo where DeMar Hamlin was hurt on what seemed like, I think this is always the scary part, right? It seemed like, I think, a pretty, pretty normal play. Like T. Higgins runs into him, pretty standard tackle. But as we know, at the speed those guys are going, Anything can happen, and that's what happened, it seemed like, last night to DeMar Hamlin where he was resuscitated on the field after going into cardiac arrest and then was transferred to the University of Cincinnati Hospital where he's still currently in critical condition, according to the most recent reports. There have been no current updates on his status, just a statement from DeMar Hamlin's family that was released a few minutes ago. Um emphasizing their gratitude, compassion, and generosity that they've experienced from everyone during, obviously, this very trying time. We'll talk about that more coming up here with Nate Taylor of The Athletic coming up in just a minute, as well as what um, is currently going on with the Kansas City Chiefs. But I, like, it was just like, even more, Nick, it's like, I know when we're having serious conversation, when we have these conversations, even off-air where they continue a little bit, because I don't think that, there's an easy way to break this down. Um, like, I don't think there's an easy way to have the conversation no matter what because used to this circumstance. It's crazy the things you can get used to in sport, the things you're used to seeing. Like, how many times they'll, uh, they'll show a replay of a guy, I don't know, like Kevin Ware's leg, right? Like, they'll, they'll show that stuff over and over and over again and how, like, kind of numb to the normal part of sports comes with injuries. Injuries sometimes look scary. Uh, sometimes guys like Alex Smith's injury can lead to very serious consequences where you might lose a leg or, you know, like you, you even kind of grow numb to the notion of the things that it could occur. But it was in the worst possible way, a perfect storm last night of kind of what you talked about, Nick, where it's this standalone Monday night football game against two of the best teams in the NFL in a game that was supposed to mean a lot from an NFL standing perspective, and instead, 
here on a Tuesday, the only conversation we're having is about whether or not DeMar Hamlin is going to be okay. And the NFL's response to what happened with DeMar Hamlin. And I think that that, that's going to continue to kind of stick with us for a bit because it's not an easy thing, I think, for the rest of the NFL to move on. I think I've heard a couple of people talk about it over the course of it and a couple of the guys in the ESPN that at least the way sports work, it feels like you're designed to compartmentalize at least, right? This is 2022 or this is the 2022 season. It's not 2023, right? Everything is in this. This is a group that a very specific thing happens to, and then we get to do it. But I don't know. I mean, I, I'm really, I don't know if the NFL is going to make a decision today. And I know that if they do, they're going to wait as long as they possibly can. Because I think they're hoping for good news from DeMar Hamlin today, knowing that things are moving in that, you know, that things are moving in a good well, direction. Well, that's, that's the other part of it is, can you make any decision well, you could always, if you if you choose to cancel the game and just not play it, or, and whatever that would mean, like, right, is it the Bills forfeiting? Is it uh, the game being a draw? If you can even do that. Whatever, whatever that is. If you're not playing the game, you could do that at any point in time. Uh, can you make a decision to move forward with a game without any update on his status? Like, if he just remains in critical condition, what if doesn't goes, worsen, doesn't improve, yeah. can you can you make a decision today and say, well, no, we're, we're going to play the game? Here's the problem is how long do you let that string play out, Nick? I, I mean, this is a serious thing. It could be two weeks before you have it. You know, like, we don't know the answer is coming today. This is the thing we're used to in sports is that normally by today you do have an answer, right? Has feeling and all that, whatever it is, right? Whatever the injuries that have occurred before, typically to this point we'd had some sort of answer about improvement or, like you know, whatever. And in this case, we don't know. I don't I don't know. Like it's like I, I kind of go back to the thing I talked about earlier that happened on the morning show where Derek Johnson was talking about playing right after the Javon Belcher incident. It's the NFL to this point in their history has always found some way to just keep chugging along, right? Like eventually it becomes about the game again and not about you know, I know that today and last night people weren't treating it that way, nor should they. But the NFL, the sport, the entity, they will eventually make a decision, Nick, whether they get an update on DeMar Hamlin's health or not. They have a, they'll have they set a personal deadline for when they have to make a decision, if they haven't already. As you've pointed out, it still very clearly feels like it should be the Buffalo Bills' decision. If the Bills say, we'll play Cincinnati tomorrow, that's what the whole team decided, because that's it. You have to convince an entire team of people you have to convince 70 people in a room together, right? Everybody on a practice squad, everybody on a roster, every coach, 120 people, Nick. You have to convince, hey, we have to come to this decision together. Not one of us can make this. Every like Of all the times you say that as an NFL coach, this is one of those moments where it's like, no, there's no, like, we have to decide this uni- unilaterally. Because if there's some holdout here, then we can't continue to play this game. We can't keep playing. We just have to take the draw and... Forget about the opposite side of that because those are the things that occur in those moments. You you will have to, and the NFL will at some point be stuck in a situation where they have to make a decision one way or the other. And it's terrifying because right now everyone's just kind of waiting to find out if DeMar Hamlin's going to be okay. Because as of last night, there hasn't been 
Like there hasn't been an update, if that makes sense. And that's again, that's why I think the Chiefs canceled their media availability today. Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid won't speak today. And they were scheduled to speak today. And I think the reason why they won't is because they like every team, every NFL team, every NFL entity wants to know more before they're asked to speak exactly what's taking place. Nate Taylor, he joins us now from The Athletic. Nate, I don't know if you did get the email or not, but just so you know, the Chiefs have yeah. canceled their media availability. Yeah. Won't be t- you were driving, so I didn't want to like yeah, throw no, you in was- and you didn't know that. Um, I, I live fairly close to the station, so I did see it right as I was in my car getting ready to, to drive over. So, yeah. Um, that had kind of been permeating this morning, so it doesn't completely surprise me um, for the reasons that you yeah. have given earlier. Um, but even today, it's like, um, I think I'm going to make it. Yeah, it's just like, do I need to write? a new story about the Chiefs today in any capacity? And the answer is no. Um, so That's what it – yeah, yeah, I don't there's disagree no, with you. There's, there's, no, there's no need. Um, and, look, I, you know, obviously I was hearing you guys in the car on the on the short drive over. Um, and, and, again, thanks for having me on. But the NFL needs to recognize and realize that they have – all they have is time. Like they're they do they don't need to rush. Um, we all have to keep Demar Hamlin's, you know, health at the forefront of all this. And so, um, take as much time as necessary. Like if you got to move the schedule around, like it will be understandable as to why you made that decision. But they don't need to rush anything. And then, of course, and I'm sure you guys have mentioned it earlier. Um, I wake up and obviously you go through and try to see if there's anything. Cause I, I tried to stand up or I tried to stay up as long as I could last night, but I was sort of emotionally drained. So when the, yeah, ho- same. When, when the university of Cincinnati's hospital said that no update, they're not going to give an update. I, I, I was just like, I gotta go to bed. Like, I don't feel great. And waking up today, it's just like, you, it, it sort of dawns on me. Cause I booked all this. On Sunday night, knowing how the NFL operates the Week 18 schedule and coming to realize that the next game scheduled for the NFL is Saturday between the Chiefs and the Raiders at 3.30 Eastern time. Um, And what will be of that? So the NFL has time. They're definitely going to want multiple updates, not just one. They're going to want multiple updates about – Mar Hamlin's um, health, but it's just, it's heartbreaking. And it's, uh, I mean, yeah, it's its not. It feels like it's going to impact the rest of the NFL season, right? And this is going to loom over the. Yeah. I mean, it can. It affects two of the most important teams in the NFL playoffs. And it's going to, it's just going to alter careers. Um, you know, moving forward, whether it's T Higgins yeah, guy God. On, that's a tough one too. It's the, like he just did a normal thing. He yeah. ran towards a player. No, that's that's one of the hard things in life to to live with and to go through is an unfortunate situation that you could not have foreseen, and also there's not like this immediate sign of guilt or blame. It's just the sport is inherently violent, 
and yeah. you play the sport to the best of your ability, and you try to make it as safe as you can. But yeah, there's a limit. Exactly, and um, you just you just don't know, and it's particularly unfortunate um, that it happened in that fashion, and that we all saw it. I mean, it's a it's a nationally televised game, um, so if they move the schedule back. Um, and I mean that for all teams, not just Cincinnati oh, no, and Buffalo. Uh, if the you know if they move these Saturday games or this whole Week 18 slate, like who knows? But if they do that, um, it's because this is so, um, so abnormal to just anything that we've ever sort of experienced since the sport has become the most popular sport in America. It's um, it's, it's just, it's just utterly heartbreaking. What do you, what do you think they'll do? Do you think they'll just have Cincinnati and Buffalo play tomorrow? Do you think they'll just call it a tie? Do you think they'll <sighs> move the entire week 18 slate and take away that buy before the super? Like what, what do you actually think the NFL will do in previous moments? And, and I, I, I haven't looked this up yet, but when nine 11 occurred, yeah. they moved obviously everything back a week. Is, is that correct? Yeah. Which meant that that Super Bowl that year was a one week lead up, not a two week lead up, and that was prob that was primarily because this is a televised sporting event or televised league. Like it is, it is a function of like the television schedule in the country as much as the NFL's own business um, and how they construct their own schedule. So there's a possibility that they could do that. Um, if you wanted to move everything back, including the Super Bowl run-up still being two weeks, that would move the Super Bowl past Valentine's Day. Which you could do. Yeah, because you have time. Um, I mean, the cities that are hosting these things, I imagine if you give them a five, six-week run-up, I get it, man. People spend a lot of money. Mm -hmm. They get a hotel room. You are asking people to completely alter their life. And the NFL... But we, is, just, we just saw the most life-altering yeah, play that's in, it. in NFL history that you could argue. Like, could you imagine complaining about that? Like, oh, I mean, I got to rebook my flight. I'm like, come on, man. Like, yeah, I just, sorry. Like, I mean, the reason why I say careers are going to be altered is because, again, there's nothing that T. Higgins did wrong. There's nothing, there's nothing DeMar Hamlin did wrong. But his heart had to be restored on the playing surface in front of millions of people. No one has ever experienced that in the NFL's history. Um, so my initial thought was like, man, this just reminds me so much of the Ryan Shazier, you yeah. know, the way his career ended. And you're and and then and then it gets even grimmer um because you see just the the response that I think is going to have a traumatic cumulative effect on guys and coaches moving forward. So I don't I don't think it's responsible. I don't think it's reasonable to ask the Bengals and the Bills to play Thursday or Friday. Like it's probably you like I just want the NFL to realize that like time is not an issue here. Like you got plenty of it. Yeah. And but I think are they that, gonna feel that way? Because like that's so hard to I'm, because I'm, I still I'm think that I still think that Troy Vincent is full of it. Well, he has to say that nonsense yeah, today. But we know that they were going to put him back out on that field. Correct. And the coaches clearly said, we're not going to do that. Because they saw their players and said, like, the look on everybody's face yeah, that man. I can sort of 
you know, crystallized into like one question was just, what are we, what are we supposed to do? Like, that's the look on everybody's face. It's just, we know that the sport is risky. We know that the sport is violent. We know that that is part of the entertainment value is that it is violent, but it's not supposed to be this violent. So the question then becomes, what are we supposed to do? And if you're asking that and they're saying five to 10 minute warm up, treat it like it's a lightning delay or whatever. If the coach realizes that they're, they're asking that the players are asking that. And then I'm asking, what am I supposed to do? What are we supposed to do? They made the right decision, even though time told them not to, which was take, take some time, discuss it together this doesn't feel comfortable or reasonable or even humane, right? This doesn't feel humane. Yeah. So let's go back inside. Let's sort of experience our emotions as teammates, as the fraternity that is the NFL, and then let's get Roger Goodell on the phone. Let's get the Player Association on the phone. Why didn't he show up on video? Why didn't he talk last night? I understand he released a statement, but shouldn't he have talked – He's on the phone with multiple people last I, night. I get and it. I understand I understand your point. And they're trying to figure out the logistics as best they can for a situation that is in the rule book, but you can't foresee these particular no. details as to like why this is in the rule book to begin with. It would have been beneficial had he found some way to um get on you know, most times you get on the phone, right? Like David Stern sure. when the um, malice in the palace occurred. Like he got like his first sort of response was, was to, like, on the phone. Yeah. Was to get on the phone right. with like ESPN, uh, who was obviously their television partner at the time. Same with the still NFL. Is. Could have been on with Scott Van Pelt and yep. Brian Clark last night. That that's probably the best, quickest you know sort of option. I think that would would have been reasonable was to get Roger Goodell on the phone to sort of give some um, transparency as to like how they're reacting to this, how they're trying to find some form of the best possible solutions. And obviously how did they, you know, get, how do they get DeMar Hamlin um, as, as the best, as, as, as his family has said, the most exceptional best treatment possible. And thank goodness that the university of Cincinnati's hospital was um, per ESPN's report was two minute, two miles, excuse me, two miles yeah. away from the stadium. Um, But yeah, it's just, like, you have time. I'm urging the NFL to just say that, like, you have time. Like, there's no no, there's no, there's no, no countdown to you have to make a decision by this, this, this time or that time or, like, you know, the mechanisms of how the schedule is going to play out. Like, you just have time. Um, and what DeMar Hamlin needs is time to hopefully have his body heal as best possible, which is, um, which is obviously why today is mostly – Today is really about him and just his the state of his health and as we pray and hope that it improves. Um, but for the business of the NFL, like they have time, like they don't they don't have to rush really anything, in my opinion. I just wonder, you know, because I don't I don't disagree. They they do. They can take as much because the easiest thing ever would be like, okay, you guys can play Sunday, and everyone else will play next Saturday and Sunday. Same schedule, but different day. And mm-hmm. then we'll move that's, everything that's, back a week. We yeah. can do whatever we I mean, want. You could, you could do. You could. There's so many options. I just think that, it, that that that's a fair. But here's that might the, be a good one. But here's the thing. I I will listen to if I were the NFL. 
what Buffalo wants to do. Hey, man, here are, hey, Buffalo, here are the three or four options we're really working through. What do you guys want to do? Mm-hmm. Because I, that to me is, you don't want to come out of this thing like you didn't even listen to them. Like maybe they do want to play and they're just going to call it a draw, right? And they're like, no, we would have played. And if they said the whole team all comes together, every coach, every player, and they says they want to play, I'm not here to tell them they can't, mm-hmm. right? I'm not here to tell them they shouldn't. Like, I, I don't. If Demar yeah. Hamlin's yeah. family comes out and gives their blessing. Yeah. Like yeah. I told him earlier, like, yeah. I don't tell people how to grieve. Uh huh. If they all want to, if this is the thing they need in this moment to come together, they're like, we can't be sitting around thinking about Demar for the next week while the NFL asks us to play a game. We want to just play now. Yeah. Then who am I to tell them they can't play now? And and look, it's really up to. It's, I think it's really up to both teams, but obviously you 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 give preference to the Bills to the Bills. <sighs> Something that I think I will wrestle with for the remainder of today, and I don't know for how long, but just I just want to remind people that like Stephon Diggs knows he's a leader on the team. Yeah, knows he's supposed to do something um, to get his teammates in the right frame of mind. He knows, ladies and gentlemen, that DeMar Hamlin's heartbeat had to be restored on the yeah. playing surface. Not, like, his heartbeat was They were pretty much not, shielding. Yes, the view for, the for view everybody from else. Him. So they, had, they didn't get to get shielded from it. He knows. He's crying because his teammate heartbeat had to be restored. And yet... Because he has accepted the inherent risk of this sport, feels the need after the team goes through the whole circle and prayer for the safety and the well-being of their teammate, their brother, essentially their family member. Um, he has to then Stefan Diggs has to say, "We need to play for him. We need to play like he was if, trying. like if it's our." last play like he's motivating them because he's been through enough injuries in his own career to realize they probably want us to continue playing and then for that message to then be sort of received and then be put back to Sean McDermott like are you comfortable with this like the, the conflict and the struggle of this is what the sport does. We move on. We continue to play in honor of those that have been injured in the same game or in previous games. And at the same time, this ain't the same. This, ain't, this isn't an injury that is anywhere similar to the I think the, magni- yeah, the magnitude of the game really added. Because this, again, it would have been bad no matter what. This is such a serious situation. It could have happened a noon game against two losing teams. Yep. And it would still be a huge national story. But but Monday Night Football, Bill Cincinnati, the most anticipated game of the week. Maybe one of the of most. Of the season, I, I believe, I, based on based how the, on season the record, was building. Probably, mm-hmm. yeah. Because the one seed was on the line. This was the two best teams, two of the best teams in the AFC, two of the best teams in the NFL. The three best teams in the NFL all reside in the AFC. Like, this doesn't affect Kansas City from like a, I'm sure it does. I'm sure you watch that and get scared, but. Mm-hmm. Like, it had an impact. It had a massive, like, football NFL impact. So everybody was watching. That's yes. what happened. Like, yes. because of everything Every, that yes. it mattered, 
everyone was watching that game. Uh-huh. We were all tuned in to watch it. And at the moment, it seemed it seemed like such a normal tackle, and it seemed borderline innocuous at the moment because he fell back, and your first thought is, oh, concussion. That can't be good. Right. Lost or co- or my, I, I thought about Ryan Shazier. I'm like, is there something? Yeah. Where you lose motor control. Yes, that that was my that was that was my initial thought, which is again, um, wild to think about too. Like, my reaction can be that, and then then you're telling me it's even worse than than that, and yeah. it's like yeah, or at least scary, you know, like yeah. It, it sounds like I don't remember. I think it was Ryan Clark who was talking about it on. Uh, Sports Center last night, but he he was really describing it well as a player who has nearly lost his life on an mm-hmm. NFL football field. Yep. So I'm not sure someone could understand better the circumstances. He played <sighs> NFL. He had a bunch of teammates playing the NFL, and he almost died. Yep. Playing NFL football mm-hmm. because of a thing he didn't know was a problem, and then became a problem, obviously very seriously, and lost an organ as a result of it, and all the things. Look, and he got to continue his NFL football he career. He did. He did. Some guys do. Some guys don't. And is you know like. When you point out the like the way he described it is sometimes it's weird because like as an NFL player or as a fan, you're conditioned as if they're on the backboard and they give you a thumbs up. You're like, oh, OK. And you're like, I mean, it's not OK. No, it's never. Still, it's never OK. But but you take that as a like they'll live. <laughs> right. And in this case, we still don't know that that's the answer. Mm-hmm. We still don't know if Damar Hamlin's going to be OK. The last report is he is in, he is sedated in critical care. We don't know anything beyond that. Man, it, and and um, guys usually go to the hospital after the game if it's like a serious issue, and that's what Ryan Clark talked about as well. It's yeah. like teammates coming to visit him after they have played and saying, like we like we like we want you to be okay like we we played for you we love you we we you know we don't want to carry on without you like they didn't have another play last night and Stefan Diggs is again going from I gotta say something because I'm a leader and the guys look to me and I understand that the gravity of this moment like we might keep playing so I I need to say something as like a leader and at the same time an hour and a half later being one of the first teammates to try to get into the hospital to see how DeMar Hamlin is doing it's just we've never like I just again we've just never seen something like this we've never experienced anything like this it is utterly tragic and just cruelly heartbreaking but the fans, like, I, I understand, like, we all love the sport, and it's a great sport. But, like, fans can only get so close. And that's why you need um, the experiences and the viewpoints from someone like Ryan Clark to make it understandable and to try to translate it for, for us that can only see it from a distance. I mean... I know it's a media thing, but it's like it was a good dichotomy because Ryan Clark did it and SVP was taking it from just like you and I. Yeah. I'm a human being who makes money off of the NFL because, you know, yeah. the same as like I consume it, watch it like anyone else. I understand it's dangerous. I get paid to talk about it sometimes. You get paid to write about it. It felt like a good yeah. balance of 
it's it, okay it, to react to this way. Yeah, and 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 also for you know for Booger McFarland to he to, was great to say like. No, it's it's okay not to play. Like, he was the totally first person okay. on the broadcast to be like, "We can be done here." Yeah, it's like it's okay. Yeah. Like it's it's okay to like we don't have to keep playing. Like it's just there's no again there's no there's no need. Um, we have time. Let's worry about the person who's in cardiac arrest, going to the hospital. Um, Who you had to watch be resuscitated in front of you? I just I just think it's gonna have it's gonna alter so many lives and so many careers um because to my understanding there just really hasn't been anything like it in in the modernized version of the nfl there have been players if you want to go way way back who have played football in a much older gruesomer like barbaric state of the sport who died and some of these players were mostly college students yeah. Um, well, the NFL's done a lot to try to make the sport safer. They do try to do that. You got to try to do something, but also, they're never going to get it right. They're never going to get it like, they're never going to get it uh, proofed. There was nothing weird about what happened in that game last mm. night. There's not some new piece of technology or equipment or, nope. you know, like that was just football. Yep. He just tackled T. Higgins, and as a result of that, went into cardiac arrest. It wasn't, yep. There wasn't anything abnormal about it, I guess, is what I would say. No, no, uh, uh-uh. uh, I, I can, I, I agree. Like, and by the way, it was a, it was, you know, these are minor details, but, um, I don't feel like T. Higgins led with his head, and did anything that was malicious oh. towards Demar Hamlin, and I believe Demar Hamlin, given the leverage and the position he was in, did about as good as he could do to wrap up T. Higgins and bring him to the ground. It's in a violent manner, sure, because they're. Playing NFL at football. At such a fast rate that people have no idea. You ever stood on an NFL sideline, you realize just how quick it is. They're all it is. Them. It is. It's a, you know, some people have said, well, it's a car crash. And like, they, you know, like, and I kind of laugh at that because I'm like, I've been in a car crash and that ain't it. That's that, what you are watching. I saw you right after that car crash. That's not a car crash. <laughs> like, I really did. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so um, I've been, I've been in a car crash. That ain't that ain't NFL football. So, uh, you know, as much as we can try to again translate it to people who have never played the sport or are people who are obviously invested and interested and want to know as as much as they can, and you know, we we have you know we have a duty and a privilege in a lot of ways to interview these players to, um, you know, get a real sense of what they're going through. Obviously, the competitive nature of it, the strategic, you know, hey, why are you? Why is the team doing well? Why is the team struggling? Obviously, we can identify that and pare that down to a single player. But this, I mean, Damar Hamlin did. I thought he did a. Uh, I mean, again, and that's 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 an extra part of the tragedy. It's like and we're that scary. Like if I don't. You just, feel, yeah. yeah, I don't feel like anybody's wrong. No, and that sometimes is the hardest grief and the trauma to to live with and to experience. Is like you did nothing wrong, and he's in the hospital, and. Don't know. We just don't know, because again, I'm not a medical expert, and we only have so much information. Yeah, and that information needs to be as accurate as possible. But based on the information that we have, like we don't know, as you said earlier, Cody, um, what is going to be Demar Hamlin's future, both in the immediate and in the long term. And I just, it's it's just it's just heart heartbreaking because I just like there's no. You can't associate guilt or fault to anybody. Like, no. It's just 
It's just incredibly tragic. Nate, appreciate the time. Thanks for coming in. Um, we'll talk Chiefs football next week. How about that? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see where this goes. Um, both in the micro and the macro, man. Exactly. A lot still to know about what comes next from the NFL, and hopefully, hopefully, uh, sometime here soon, we'll get good news on Demar Hamlin as well. When we come back. We'll get you to the Chiefs right half hour next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.